Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Cowboy Chronicles, the Oklahoman's Oklahoma State Athletics Podcast. I am your host, Scott Wright, joined by Jenny Carlson. This is the post-game podcast coming to you from Lawrence, Kansas, Oklahoma State, 47-7 to winners over Kansas. Impressive display all the way around. Lots of areas we could choose to start with. Just for fun, we're going to start with the defense. Hey. How about that? Uh, Chuba <laughs> Hubbard had a great day, but we'll get to that later. T- Shane Ellingworth was great. Talon Wallace was great. We'll get to all those guys in a little bit. The defense uh, earned uh, earned this one uh, with an, another outstanding performance, Jenny. Yeah, you know, I think that everything about the defense right now is just really strong. Um, you know, Kansas didn't throw it hardly at all uh you know we saw a heavy dose of second stringers Mm -hmm. deep reserves in the second half as they should have you know been uh, the way the game was you know you want to get those guys out there you want to get them experience and and that makes a ton of sense but when the first team were first teamers were out there or you saw sort of that um you know regular rotation of guys there just wasn't a whole lot kansas could do they weren't going to be able to pass it well they weren't running it well i mean puka williams williams is a pretty darn good running back and he just didn't have anywhere to go no there were guys in the backfield um the tackling was really good so i just think everything about this defense right now leaves it you know it's really hard to find a soft spot in the defense right now so that's going to be a huge challenge for teams i mean i still think though the the teams that pass it really well in the big 12 whether you're talking about you know the way that brock purdy can throw it around at iowa state or the way ou uh traditionally is throwing it around with lincoln riley you know there's going to be some success there but it's hard it's going to be hard sledding if they're going to play like this i thought it was a really outstanding all-around performance by this defense yeah it was and they're so good at every level and that's what really stands out you look at the defensive line the way that they uh, that they got the pass rush going today when they uh, when they had to the way that they uh, kept containment uh, when quarterbacks tried to run whether uh, whoever it was um, the uh, the way that they filled holes when uh, when Williams and and the others were trying to run the ball uh, then the linebackers pursuing uh, behind them um, we'll see what the uh, injury status is of Malcolm Rodriguez and Eamon Ogbong Bamiga um, Rodriguez did come back into the game uh, for one series before it uh, before it all went south and they uh, they started running in uh, second stringers and uh, and backups to get uh, the rest of the reps but uh, Ogbong Bamiga his injury came in the third quarter right at the time that it was time for the starters to take a seat anyway so uh, we'll see what his status is going forward uh, as we find out later in the week but um, the secondary incredibly impressive once again all over guys uh, just the way that uh, the way that they're playing right now is uh, is really impressive so I think I said to you at one point uh, I'd kind of forgotten Rodarius Williams was out there because <laughs> 
they didn't throw at him once, Scotty. I no. mean, it was it was other guys, and even at that, I thought that you know they they did a really good job, whether it was um, getting pass breakups or or dropping guys right where they were. So just yeah, I mean, all around, just so much to be impressed by with this bunch. Really solid performance once again. That's three now to start this season, and uh, and you know the tests are going to get tougher. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what kind of an offense Baylor has. Uh, I think it's the best quarterback they've faced to this point in Charlie Brewer. But Baylor had their struggles. It sounded like moving the ball against West Virginia today. So um, we'll see what uh, what exactly kind of challenge that is in two weeks. Uh, and after an off week to uh, to game plan, you think Jim Knowles is probably going to be ready for uh, for that uh, for that challenge? I think it's impressive too to think about that. You know, as good as this defense is playing right now. And they've got some really good individual players. You can, you can name them if you've watched this team. There's not one guy that you point to and say, boy, if they didn't have him. Right. I mean, sure, they're they're better as a collective and you don't want to lose any of them. But to me, that just really speaks to that overall depth of talent that they have. Um you know, maybe the most important guy is, you know, you could maybe say it's Malcolm Rodriguez or Amen Ogbogmamiga. But, I mean, even at that, they've got that depth at linebacker where right. they roll in Calvin Bundage. Or, you know, I mean, they just have uh, so many answers um, from front to back. And, and so that, to me, not sort of having that one uber-talented player that everything hinges on. Mm-hmm. You know, there's not one defensive lineman that if he doesn't get three sacks a game, they're done for. Right. That, to me, is really um, – that's really powerful because they they've got guys that could get three sacks a game, but they've also got a defensive line as a collective that could you know wreak bigger havoc than that. So to me, that's a that's a really good thing when you think about the just the, the unknowns of you know football in general, but then the unknowns in the pandemic world that we're in. Right. You know, um, and and that you never know what's going to happen in that regard. But they do have a lot of pieces that are pretty darn good they really do i mean devin harper isn't a guy that we're going to spend a lot of time talking about uh, mm-hmm. over the course of the season but he's a guy that comes up with a huge play uh, at the end of the half with an interception on a, a pretty tough play where he's in coverage and he's in the perfect spot and and ball's coming at him he makes the catch and said that he felt like he was back in high school back in his running back days <laughs> when he uh, when he took off running he was not going to go down he wasn't giving up without a fight on uh, on that uh, on that interception return but by the way if he thinks that that interception return is going to get him any snaps at running back <laughs> i think that running back position is pretty deep too they're uh, they're doing okay there we saw uh saw all five of the guys that made the trip today and uh the uh, the one at the top of the list was uh, was probably well easily the most impressive of all yeah and you know we've talked we've written you've written scott about you know just Chuba Hubbard didn't quite seem like himself mm-hmm. in those first two games. We saw that flash t- quite uh, right at the end of the game against West Virginia, that touchdown run. You were like, oh, yeah, that looks like that guy we know. Mm-hmm. But you wondered, when's it, when's it all going to really come together? I think part of it is offensive line. They've had some moving parts and some things they're trying to figure out there. Got some s- things solidified. I think that helped. But you just saw, um, you know, sort of that elusiveness, um, right. that uh, escapability that uh, Chuba Hubbard did so um, much last year. I think that's that to me was the thing. He was patient and yet he was explosive today. And, uh, you know, it really came through 145 yards on you know, 20 carries, two touchdowns. Um, you know, we just really saw that first 
game out of him that you thought, okay, that is the kind of thing that he can do. And it's so dangerous. And, you know, then you think about what that does to open up, you know, Tylen Wallace and the passing game and just so many other components. I mean, it, that to me sets, you know, that sets a high bar out there. If, if he can, if, if that is the type of thing he's going to start doing consistently again, it, it just makes that offense where we were talking earlier, the defense, you know, being so hard to find holes that right. makes an offense really hard to find holes in. Absolutely. I mean, just the way we talked about, you know, if the defense had left their starters in, they could have had a shutout. If, uh, if Hubbard had played even just the third quarter, he's, he's sailing past 200 yards and, uh, and, and, you know, even uh, even with what limited time he spent, you know, LD Brown was still getting carries and taking some some touches in the first half, and uh, and and then Des Jackson comes in, runs the ball really well in the in the second half, and almost got to 100 yards. Yeah, when you look at the the you know the carries as they got spread around, Desmond Jackson's got 10, uh, LD had eight, and then Dom Richardson, yeah. the true freshman from McGinnis, who was a late add to the team, he gets 12 carries and. It, he had a little tougher sledding and uh, ended up with 27 yards. But, you know, I mean, some nice runs from him, too. I mm-hmm. thought some some really promising things. So, um, you know, pretty clearly Chuba and LD are the two, and, and especially the way LD's playing this year. Um, right. y- you like that that ability that those first two guys give you. But, you know, that's that was really interesting to see. And, you know, you think, you know, if those guys that are way down the depth chart are getting that kind of yard, yardage playing behind essentially a reserve mm-hmm. offensive line what if you put them out there with the first team guys right. you know maybe they're up in the 75 80 you know 90 yards i i think that was really interesting to see all five guys on the same day like that yeah it was it was uh it was a good day for the running game um now i'll say i'll say this for the quarterback play I don't believe that there's a quarterback controversy. I think Spencer Sanders is the quarterback when he uh, when he comes back. But Shane Illingworth, it would be fascinating to watch this entire season from him because of the uh, the the giant steps that he is taking from week to week. Yeah, as I wrote uh, in my column after this one, I don't know what his role is going to be when Sanders is a hundred percent. Right. I don't. I, I couldn't even venture a guess. I don't know how they might attempt or not to use him. <laughs> But he's he's gotten a lot better in a very short amount of time. Yeah. And no spring ball. You know, he was an early enrollee, but no spring. That got scuttled after, what, a day? Yeah. Like um, they got three practices in. Yeah. So, I mean, they essentially nothing. And then he misses a huge chunk because he got uh, a contact tracing uh, COVID issue. So he missed 14 days of, of, of fall. And yet you see how far he's already come along with the practice right. he is getting and the play he is getting. Um, you saw that confidence build from last week to this week, more open playbook, smart decisions, pocket poise. You know, we saw the pocket coming in on him a few times and him standing in there. That's the kind of thing that is really you, – you, you, you can drill it, but you can't teach it until you experience it. Yeah. And he's, he's showing it. So, yeah, I'm the same, Scott. I don't think there's a controversy, but – Man, they got two really good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm, they do, and uh, now with a week off before Baylor on the seventeenth, 
you would expect Spencer Sanders to be fully healthy by that point and have a chance to come out and and get comfortable in this offense again. Finally, you know that he had that first drive of the season where they they moved the ball pretty well, uh, but um, you know they 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 looked like they had some rhythm with him, and I think that they're gonna gonna be able to sink back up and be fine. But um, but he he still needs some time on the field to uh, to to really get going, and that's going to be the important thing over the next two weeks, I think, with him. Yeah, and you know, I think it's going to be interesting as he gets back to full health. We you were watching today, and and I was watching some as well in pregame. Um, you know, he wasn't moving around a right. ton where guys might have been in warmups, dropping back and rolling and doing some stuff. He wasn't. He was more stationary. So. You know, probably not a hundred percent, but when he gets there, there's going to be that that push again. Not necessarily that he's going to feel like his his job is going to be taken by Illingworth, but he's going to know that that guy's waiting. Mm-hmm. So if there, if you know, if there's a struggle or if there's a fall off, you know, he's he's being pushed. So I, I think I think Sanders is very. I think he's a motivated guy. I think he right. internally wants to do well. But now there's that extra, and it's going to be interesting to see how does that elevate what Spencer Sanders does when he's back. And, uh, yeah, just a lot of intriguing uh, – there's still a lot of intrigue with this team. Even as good as they're playing, you still kind of wonder, what's what's this team going to look like in another three weeks, four yeah. weeks, mo- you know, month, month and a half? I'm, I'm very curious to see. Well, we're going to be uh, almost to the middle of October. We're to the middle of October. And they're going to be the only undefeated Big 12 team remaining. Yeah. They already are at this point. So uh, pretty crazy scenario to think about with them at uh, at this point. Um, we'll talk about Tylen Wallace before we uh, before we shut this down. He was good. Boy, he looked really good today. Um, now that one that one touchdown, he was he was so open it was ridiculous. Um, you could have caught that I, one and I, run it in. I could have. I could have. Well, I could have. I could have run it in if somebody helped me catch it. Uh, I'll say that. <laughs> Um, if Tylen had caught it, handed it to me, I would have had time to run and score. And he would have had time to actually hand it to you. <laughs> yeah. He ran by his defensive back about five yards after he, he got over the line of scrimmage, and there was nobody there. No. He, he said in the postgame, I think there was a bust. You think? <laughs> I don't think Kansas had a play in mind where you, one of the best wide receivers in all of college football, run wide open down the field. No, that was not as planned. So, yeah, a, a big day for him. Uh, you know, nine catches, 148 yards a couple touchdowns the long one um that we're referencing you know i just you know that guys can come back from big injuries and be really good but still to see it to see the athleticism to see the physicality and it just getting better and better and better it just speaks to you know what he's done to get himself here but also the talent that he is i mean this guy's really really good and so it's really fun to watch uh as he's um continued because um you know that that was that had to just be such a tough thing for him a year ago, and um, obviously his his twin brother's history with the with the knee injuries as well. He knew that was tough, and for him to now be in a position where he's as good or better than we've seen him, mm-hmm. I mean that's that's big time. All right, Jenny. Well, I think that uh, I think that sums everything up. All the uh, all the things Oklahoma State did well today. Big day. It was a, it was a lot of them, but uh, but that'll wrap it up. Thanks uh, to you for listening. Thanks to uh, Paige and Dave back at the studio for putting this all together. And that'll do it for this edition of the Cowboy Chronicles podcast. Podcast.